0: Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established wickedly smart women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the wickedly smart women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our special guest, the amazing badass Bellinger, Jenny Bellinger. Jenny is a certified professional coach and the owner of Level Up Coaching LLC. She specializes in helping rock star direct sales moms to achieve financial freedom so they can be present in their children's lives. She is also the executive producer and host of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery podcast. And I have a personal connection with Jenny. We met at the New Media Summit a few years ago and burned up the dance floor together. She is one of the finest dancers that I have had the pleasure of spending time on the dance floor with. And so welcome, Jenny. I'm so glad that you are here on the show.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm really, I'm so excited that you asked me to be on your Wickedly Smart Women podcast. Yay!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're a wickedly smart woman, baby, and uh, you're really smart about direct sales. So let's talk a little bit about that. And I'd like to start by asking, what was it that, you know, inspired you? Like, what's the backstory of badass direct sales mastery and what inspired you to get into direct sales and tell us a little bit about your journey there.
2: Absolutely. Well, I started my direct sales journey back when I was a stay-at-home mom uh, about 10 years ago. And I was looking for a way to contribute to my family's finances. And I didn't want to go back into teaching because I didn't want to be working 60, 80 hour weeks like teachers do because I had uh, one young child at the time. So I went into direct sales because that made sense. It was flexible. It gave me the opportunity to make money. And really my initial goal was just to start with earning gas and groceries because I figured if I can pay for gas, pay for groceries, it's one less thing off of my husband's mind. And The gas and groceries then started including more and more and more until finally Mm -hmm. I was somebody who was earning the trips and earning the cars and, you know, just promoting and making money from having a wildly successful team. And I figured out that in my transition from direct sales to becoming a direct sales coach really came from the fact that I really, really, really loved working with my team. And helping them be successful. And I got more of a hit from that than the paychecks with a comma in it. As as exciting as those are (laughs) when you're in direct sales, I got more of a personal pleasure out of helping people reach their goals. And so when I realized that, and I remember telling my upline, hey, if I could figure out a way to get paid doing that, that's what I wanna do. And then I found out about coaching. So I went, okay, that's where I need to be. So I went and got certified in a whole person coaching program. So that way I could work with people who, you know, are working out of their homes. So their lives completely all bleed together. And I wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to support them, not just in their business, but in their relationships and their lifestyle choices and their health choices, all those kinds of things. So that way we were not just whipping their business into shape. They're whipping their life into shape. And then of course, the podcast (laughs) came from that. So, and that was, that was from going to the new media summit back in 2017.
1: Beautiful. Well, I just heard the song, whip it, whip it good, whip it into shape. So I I can, I I can assure you, Jenny's going to be the one. If anybody is going to be whipping, it will be Jenny.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> but it's All not right. about pain. It's No, really not it's about, about the fun. About the fun and about, yeah. you know, taking accountability and taking control of your life and your business. And there are so many women who want that. They just don't know how to do it.
1: Yeah, beautiful. So when you say direct sales, for those people who are listening who may not know exactly what that is, can you talk a little bit more um, just to give a definition for people in case it's something they might be interested in looking into? I mean, obviously you work with people who are a little further along, but it is helpful for our audience members who might be having that, they might be in that same exact place that you were, you know, a mom, stay-at-home mom, really looking to make a contribution to the family financially and still be able to be with their kids. So can you share a little bit more about specifically what direct sales is and maybe are you still in it? Do you still have your direct sales business in addition to your coaching business?
2: those are two great questions. I'm going to start with the first one with the definition of direct sales. Direct sales is what most people think of. It really is Mary Kay Tupperware, the essential oils companies. There's so many different, there's jewelry companies, there's makeup companies, skincare companies, so many, there's healthcare supplements, you know, advocate, all of those types of companies that are no brick and mortar building, you are a representative or consultant for that company, going out and spreading the word about that company and selling products. Although there are one or two companies that are service-based, but a vast majority of direct sales companies are product-based. So, you know, some companies have people keep inventory, other ones don't. It just really depends on different business models that are out there. For me, I was in a jewelry company for seven years. I was very good at it, loved it. Like I said, when I went into coaching and because I choose my ideal client to be direct sales, as you mentioned, rockstar direct sales moms that's kind of a conflict of interest for me if I were to maintain my own direct sales business. So I did get my team placed under other great leaders at the company when I left. And my team still has access to me because I told them I wasn't going anywhere when they joined my team. And so I said, I'm still here. You still have access to me. I still know the company backwards, forwards and inside out. And I'm happy to support you just as I was before. So two great questions. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Well, you know, the other thing that I'm hearing in all of this is really for you, in addition to being income generating, what I'm hearing is going into direct sales allowed you to really step into sovereignty. It allowed you to step into a leadership role. It allowed you to. You know, create the income level that you wanted to create. It allowed you to learn how to become a leader of a team and build a team and all of those things. So I'd like to kind of go down the road of asking a few leadership questions now. Sure. So most leaders are visionary in some way. So can you talk a little bit about your own vision, your own visionary process, and also valuing your vision and being willing to commit to it?
2: For me, my visionary process is just to actually spend some very intentional time in working on my business. So two or three times a year, I participate in some sort of coaching or workshop or something that really has me focusing intentionally on my business, not just the minutia of the day-to-day stuff, but actually taking time to sit down and really look at what do I want for my business moving forward. And that was something that I didn't always do when I was in direct sales, not in that way, because I just didn't understand the value of coaching. I didn't, I didn't even know coaches existed back then. So now that's one of the things that I get to do with my clients is actually in our very first session is sit down and say, okay, what do you want out of life? You know, what do you want out of your business? And let's be specific. Let's make sure it's measurable. You know, we go into the whole smart goals thing. You know, we don't just let them say, oh, well, I want to make a lot of money. Okay, well, your version of a lot of money and my version of a lot of money might be two different things. What's a lot of money to you? (laughs) So for me, my own process is really just getting to, you know, take time and be intentional about including not just the business portion, but how do I want my life to look? when all of those goals are happening. So I make sure to include every possible sense in that visualization. And when I say sense, I mean literally the five senses like you learn about in elementary school <laughs> science class. So I'm thinking, you know, what does my life look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? Like what kind of food do I get to go eat and you know, am I traveling the world and you know, getting to try new things. And, you know, what does my life feel like? Not just in the, in the sense, touch sense, what do things feel like, but how do I feel in that life where I've achieved everything that I want to achieve? Mm -hmm. And so that visionary process really has to include all of those senses, because then the more often I do that, your brain just doesn't know the difference between visualization and reality. Because brains create reality. So when you create that visualization, you're literally creating your reality as you do that.
1: Mm, Beautiful. I love that. And, you know, as a leader and a visionary and a coach to other leaders and visionaries, I would like to have you talk a little bit about learning how to appreciate the time delay between the, you know, the creating of the vision and the current reality and being willing to, you know, what are the things, what are the steps that people can take? What are the actionable things that people can do to hold the tension, literally the creative tension between their current reality and the vision such that their current reality has to lift up to that vision rather than collapsing back into what's the present place that they're coming from
2: the status quo, which is so easy to slip into and stay with because it's comfortable, we know it. It's like a cocoon, a nice warm blanket and stepping out is naked and cold and wet and not fun. And it, it's sometimes so a little bit of hard work, but that's a, that's a really great question to ask about that. So for me, when I'm having that conversation with my clients about, you know, what do you want out of life and what does that look like? And they find it really hard sometimes to imagine themselves making a million dollars a year with their business. And so we have the conversation and they go, well, that just doesn't feel real to me. And I said, well, that's because you haven't grown into the woman who does a million dollar business yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now is your opportunity to do that. So what are the action steps we want to take that lead you to become a million dollar woman, mm-hmm. if that's your goal? And so we actually will sit down and break down those action steps and and set deadlines, you know, time bound deadlines to some of those milestones that will happen along the way to a million dollar business. So that might be 10 years down the road before they're having a million dollar commissionable year, but knowing that, okay, so seven years down the road, you want to be doing 750,000, right? Five years down the road, 500,000, you know, working your way up. And it, it in direct sales it can exponentially grow so much faster than that but they want to keep things realistic in their head so as we work along we're doing those kinds of conversations but setting the milestones and setting the deadlines that helps them chunk down that idea to make it feel more realistic that it's not going from you know oh i made 12,000 in direct sales last year and I'm looking at doing a million. Well, it's not going to happen overnight. It's a process that takes time and you get to grow into being that million dollar woman.
1: Mm, Beautiful. I love that million dollar woman. (laughs) Wickedly smart women. We are going to take a short break and uh, we'll be back in just a moment with more from Jenny Bellinger. But right now I want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. And I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Jenny's neck of the woods, St. Louis, Missouri. So we will be right back
0: in just a moment. The Weekly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world. Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application.
1: And we are back with Jenny Bellinger. She is the hostess of the new Badass Direct Sales Mastery podcast, the executive producer and hostess of the new Badass Direct Sales Mastery podcast. And she is also able to be found at BadassDirectSalesMastery.com. If you are uh, somebody who is already a rock star direct sales mom, Who's looking to achieve even more financial freedom and be present in your children's lives? You definitely want to get in touch with Jenny for some consultation and some support to turn you into a million dollar woman. So, Jenny, before we went to the break, we were talking about that. We were talking about million dollar women and about uh, one of the things you said was setting up time bound deadlines that will allow you to have some milestones along the way between where you are in your current reality and the vision that you have created for yourself and and where you want to go. So the question I have now, we talked before about, you know, how do we keep from collapsing back into current reality? The question I have now is how do you support women when they've made a time-bound deadline and they are disappointed? or they don't reach it. For whatever reason, uh, how do you help women who are under your mentorship and your coaching and your guidance course correct, get back on track, stay in confidence or rebuild their confidence when they have not actually been able to make the step or the leap in the direction of their dreams?
2: Well, the first conversation we have is let's not look at the fact that we didn't make it, but let's take a look. Let's refocus on where you did make it to because it's really important for them to see that, you know, okay, so we're two years in. So I was searching, you know, thinking that I would be hitting about $150,000 to $200,000 a year by now. And I only made $175,000 this year, Oh, you know? are you kidding me? When we first started working together, you make a $12,000 a year. Look at how far you've come. Like, do you remember what that was like to be the $12,000 woman? And now you're making six figures in your business. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, it's sometimes it's just a matter of refocusing that idea and saying, no, we didn't make it. And look how far we've come together. And so it's just taking a look at that and refocusing and saying, okay, so we didn't make that yet. So what's the next deadline that you'd like to set for that? So will that be next year? Do you want to hit it in the next six months? How do you want to do this? How do you want to handle it? How much does this mean to you? What type of work are you willing to do in order to take the steps towards hitting that goal in the new timeline?
1: Beautiful. Well, I love that you use the example of 12000 to 175000 because when I got started in the um, mentorship business that I've had for over a decade now, the very beginning, the first year, it was like $12,000. <laughs> and then the next year... It was forty thousand, and the following year it was one hundred and seventy four. And then, you know, from there, I've you know generated multiple millions of dollars doing the work that I'm doing. So thank you so much for reminding me and everyone that, you know, just because you didn't make a goal at a specific time, the work is to make the goal and to set the specific time, and then when you get there. Mm -hmm. refocus, refocus. And actually what I'm hearing is celebrate, celebrate what has been accomplished and be in gratitude for that. So let's talk about selling for women because when Mm -hmm. I started, I mean, I myself have been selling, you know, since I was a child, I sold 763 boxes of Girl Scout cookies in the years when we were not allowed to do it over the internet or stand in front of the grocery store. And all the other girls in my troop were like, 30 boxes each, or something like that. So, selling has been something I've done for many, many years, and I find that there's a big difference between selling for an organization and selling for yourself, your own body of work, your own intellectual property. So, I'd love to have you talk a little bit, Jenny, about some challenges that you see women in particular may have either with the selling process or. You know, there might be some women who are listening to this who are inspired by your move from being a direct sales to having your own coaching business. You know, can you talk a little bit about the difference there between selling a product and representing a company that's not really yours, and then like really stepping into putting your stuff out into the world?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's a. Fabulous question. So first of all, I think when it comes to a sales process, the thing that I hear most from my female clients is they have a fear around, and this this literally happened in a message that I had with somebody this morning. She said, I don't want to follow up because I'm afraid I'll look salesy or pushy. They don't want to be salesy. And I'm like, you're in direct sales. (laughs) You're in sales. That's what you're doing. But of course I can't go after them like that. So really when you have the conversation to say, like, you know, look, keep in mind that just because you're following up with someone doesn't mean you're being a nag. What it means is you ran into them at an event or maybe they were at a party that you were having with a hostess and they had every intention of placing an order on her show and just forgot because they got home and their to-do list of 75 things got in their way. So following up is really a great way of providing a service to them that allows them to follow through on the intention that they had for their friend. Or if they're at a vendor event and they've gotten somebody's contact information, they shared their contact information with you because they wanted you to follow up. They wouldn't have shared it with you if they didn't want you to contact them. You know, they're asking you to reach out to them. So it's just a matter of figuring out, well, how am I going to do this in a way to start the conversation so that we can really build relationship? Because sales is really the best salespeople. If you think about the best sales experience you've ever had, ever, ever you would probably say that that the reason it was the best sales relationship ever is because of the relationship you got the salesperson actually listened to what you were asking for looking for instead of trying to point you instead of trying to point you at their high end vehicle this salesperson actually listened to the fact that you wanted a four door and that you needed to have something bigger because you have tall kids and that you needed to be able to haul around uh two hockey bags a soccer bag <laughs> and food for You know, three kids and all of their friends. And, you know, so somebody who pays attention to that instead of trying to throw you onto the $50,000 sports car, but they're going to get you to the $40,000 minivan that you need to haul around everybody. That's a great experience because they're listening to you. They're paying attention to what you want, paying attention to what your needs are, and not trying to upsell you just because.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. So uh, I heard a couple things in there that I just want to highlight. One is that really, powerful, successful, amazing salespeople are not focusing on themselves Mm -hmm. and they're focusing on how they can serve the client. And so I think a lot of women in sales who are, quote, afraid to be salesy or pushy, they're actually focusing on their own fear And their own self and how people are going to think about them and what people are going to judge them to be rather than having the focus and the intent and the presence on the other person, whether it's somebody who gave them a card or, uh, you know, if they're right in front of them. So I wanted to just, you know, kind of highlight that, that it's really about focusing on The person who's in front of you who's looking for help of some sort. And the best sales experience that I ever have, I I have to share with you my best sales experience was with a car purchase, and it happened to be my actual son who sold me the car. Mm -hmm. And so I was in this place of wanting to give him the sale. And I told him what I wanted, and he listened very carefully, and he followed what I was saying I wanted, and then we got Literally got the whole car set up and registered, and I'm ready to drive it off the lot. And he looked at me and he said, If you really don't like this car, you don't have to take it today. And I was like, I really don't like this car. (laughs) And he knew, he could tell, he could tell just by looking at me that I Mm -hmm. really actually didn't like the car. And so I ended up not taking the car, and I came back about four or five days later and got into the car that. I I now have that I love. So that was my very best sales experience was actually having a salesperson who not only listened to what I was saying, but also listened to what I wasn't saying and picked it up and uh, helped me to make a better decision for myself. Okay, well, I have one more question for you. Actually, it's about ESP, which I think of as energy sensitivity and perceptual ability. So how do you employ your ESP in either your sales conversations or in your coaching?
2: Wow, that's that's a really great question. <laughs> I'm going to think on that one. For me, all relationships are all about the energy between the two people. And so as I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'm constantly having, especially with my clients, kind of reading what's going on with them energy-wise, because I meet some of them by phone. I coach some of them over Zoom, so I'm able to see them in some cases. And it's really just about saying, okay, when, when you said that, what I heard was, <laughs> is that correct? Did I get that right? You know, And really, really going through and reading exactly like what you said your son did, What are they saying? What are they not saying? And making sure that we're all on the same playing field. So that way, as we're moving forward, they know that I get where they are to be able to help gently nudge them in the direction that they need to go in order to move further along in their leadership or in their business or in their sales, whatever that may be. So I think it's really important to be aware of the energy between the two people who are in the conversation or in my small group. Coaching. How is the interaction amongst everybody there? How are they supporting each other? Are they creating community? If not, how do I foster that community so that that way that energy is there for them to where they hate missing hmm. a call for whatever reason?
1: Hmm. Beautiful. I, I was, I'm was. i glad that you said that you also do group coaching because that was a kind of a final question that came to me. It was like, I wonder if she does group and one-on-one. So thanks for answering that. All right. Well, before we close, do you have one final bit of uh, wisdom to help our women be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their
2: leadership? Well, I think the really most important thing when it comes to being in business as a woman is is to be you and be your authentic self all the time. Because what I found was when I'm not being my authentic self, things are not happening the way I want them to. But as soon as I start being myself again, all of a sudden the world opens up to me and I'm meeting the clients that I absolutely love working with. And when I'm being myself, I feel better about how I'm going about and being a human being in the world.
1: Mm, beautiful. And yourself is fine, Jenny. Bad ass. Bad ass. Yourself is bad ass. All Thank right. you,
2: Emerald. I'm so... Oh, I love you. I love you, <laughs> I you talk too. To you every day. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, you can put this on replay. How's that? Once we we put it to air. All right, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Remember, listeners, that you can go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com to find out more about Jenny and all the things that she's offering. And we do love feedback. So please let us know what you thought of today's show or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at WickedlySmartWomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember... You are wonderful women.
0: Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.